Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the John Norman building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Blood Beach. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. After a brief hiatus while we're having some work done to the lounge, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, some repairs, some upgrades, and some things like that, hopefully, so we can put the lounge on the market and move to a new lounge on the other side of the water <laughs> here soon. <laughs> It'll be a mobile lounge. Yeah. So we're doing the best we can, and hopefully we can stay on track. But, you know, in the upcoming months, we may have to skip a week or so here and there. If... Well, let's hope we don't have to. We're yeah. going to do our best not Fingers to. Fingers crossed we, we can stay on schedule. If not... Man, there's a lot of previous podcasts to catch up on. There are, if you have not already done so. Or maybe revisit them. I did that a few weeks ago and was pleasantly surprised that some of them I had forgotten. We don't sound like complete idiots. (laughs) Not always. Not complete complete idiots. Not complete idiots. (laughs) Not complete idiots. (laughs) Maybe just dorks. I don't know. That's all right. Uh, Oh, some good news, though, before we get into the topic for tonight. Monster Fest is on this year. Yes. Full on, just like it always has been at the Chesapeake Central Library in October. October 2nd, I believe, this year. We've got some special guests and more on that coming up as uh, it gets closer. And MarsCon is back on. Yes, it is. Over the first of the year. I believe the hotel is sold out already. I don't know that it's sold out, but I know that the first block of rooms they set aside had already been Oh, okay, up. yeah. Um, okay. I, I think they put aside some more rooms to sell again. But yeah. In any case, they, they went fast the first go-around, but I think there are more available. Yeah, and I was actually on a 757 Geek Fandom podcast the other night, along with Butch from MarsCon and some of the guys from 757 Geek Fandom, talking about the state of conventions and what we liked about them, what we loved about them, and uh, the future of them. So it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. If you get on that Facebook page, I think I think it's a private page. You didn't have to join it. Uh, most likely. I, yeah. I don't know off the top but of my head. But it's pretty cool. All the you know geek fandom stuff in the area that people are into. It's, uh, check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I almost forgot. What did you almost forget? Starting June, was it 4th, 5th? I believe it's the 4th. Friday, June 4th or 5th. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the Narrow Expanded Cinema is opening back up. Finally, after a year and a half of being closed or a year of being closed, and they're starting the weekend with some classic movie. You can check their schedule. It should be posted now or, or by now. And then I think the following week or following weekend, they'll be open full time. So Yay. that's good to hear. Best popcorn in town, by the way. Indeed. 2021 is looking up. Yeah. So speaking of 2021 and in honor of summer coming up here and everybody going on real vacations again, we're going to talk about a summer movie called Blood Beach. Blood Beach, man. Oh. <laughs> the infamous Blood Beach. A great movie poster, great tagline. Yeah, pretty decent cast. I mean, it, you start off with John Saxon. Yes. Burt Young. Mm-hmm. About a couple other people, you know, in there. But those two names right there are your yeah, cult are, favorites. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to want to watch it for that. Especially Saxon. I'll watch okay, it. there is not enough Saxon, though. No, no. That, the biggest fault of this, two biggest faults of this movie are is not near enough John Saxon in it. Mm-hmm. Would it actually be three? Go ahead. Well, it depends on how you count. You, know, <laughs> you count them by the pair or individually. Uh, and not enough tits in it. In fact, it's barely true. any at all. Well, Roger were, Corman would be ashamed. He would be. There was one 
there was one quick boob flash when a guy was attacking a girl, ripped her shirt, and you saw one pop out, and then she went away. But there was other scenes. There was like yeah, a couple of love scenes. You. Which, it was like, okay, here's an opportunity for it to not to be like gratuitous. It's like it would happen in the course of the story here, yeah. in this point. And, and they cut it out. Yeah, and this is, you know, it's an exploitation movie. It's a summer horror movie. And I did read a quote on when I was looking up some stuff on this where... You know, it, it's not enough exploitation stuff in this exploitation movie. Right. We enjoyed it. It was all. It was all right. It didn't completely suck. Mm-hmm. But it did. The kills were kind of lackluster. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much can you see when somebody's yeah, getting drunk? But under you the never sand? saw. You, except the one where the guy got his junk bit off. By the, <laughs> that was the great. sand monster. And there was no, not enough sex and violence. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. For an exploitation picture. For really for a drive-in this. movie. Yeah. Grindhouse movie that came out in 1980, so it's mm-hmm. still kind of you know the 70s era yeah, type yeah, movies. Yeah. There just wasn't enough of that stuff in it. Now let's just go. Ahead, let's talk about the plot, and then we'll get into more reviewing it and talking about it. Okay. So people know what we're talking about. Well, basically, the plot is it's a, a beach city in California. In California, and it starts out with our main character, whose name is I don't remember the character's name. But I think the actor was David Huffman. I cannot believe we've forgotten his name. Yeah. We always make a point to write these things down now, and today we have forgotten. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's how memorable he was. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he was pretty boring. Let's call him Skip or Biff or something. <laughs> Biff. <laughs> Skip. Anyway, so he works for the Harbor Patrol, and he is going to go out. He's Sheriff he, Brody. Yeah, yeah, he's Sheriff Brody. He swims out to work every day, and he sees his neighbor, the la- little old lady that lives next door with her dog, Piper. I remember the dog's name. Ha ha. And well, of course, it's it was important. the dog. <laughs> and they, they exchange a couple words, and then they show back and forth, him in the water, her on the sand, him in the water, her on the sand. And of course, you know, we're used to Jaws, so we're thinking, oh, he's going to get eaten by a shark. Yeah. But no. no. The sand starts swallowing her. She starts sinking in the sand and screaming. And like like in Mars Attacks, she just, you know, not Mars Attacks. Invaders from Mars, where they they get just pulled down into the sand. That's yep. kind of what it looks like. Yep. So she gets sucked into the sand, and the dog. And is the dog's barking. barking and barking. She's gone. Yeah, and he has heard her screaming, so he swims back. But of course, there's nothing there, and the dog is digging at the sand and will not leave that spot. And now he's he reports the little old lady missing, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then you learn that, of course, he the the subplot is that he was going to marry that woman's daughter kate and years ago she, yeah and now she comes back into town to try and find her mother because they don't know that she's dead they think she's just missing Yeah, they don't have a body they don't you know she's just gone yeah so they're wondering if she got snagged or if she left town but of course you know she's left and the dog is still there yeah. so anyway things things proceed and more people yeah. turn up missing we get introduced to the was it the police sergeant or two sergeants mm-hmm. i think the guy's name is otis young the actor Big tall black guy reminds me of Carl Lumley a little bit. It does a little bit. And then Burt Young from, mm-hmm. of course, Rocky and such. Yes. And Burt Young is well, he's playing the character he's supposed to be playing. He's just an annoying guy who is tired of the BS of everything, and yeah. he's an ex Chicago cop. Somehow he's in Malibu or somewhere in California now. Yeah. You get the impression that he just doesn't want to take any bullshit from anybody, and you know I can appreciate that, but he's. Throughout the movie, he's very annoying. He's insubordinate. Yeah. He talks to the... Complaining the, all the time. Yeah, he talks to the press when he shouldn't talk to the press. He makes comments to very 
inappropriate and non-compassionate comments. In front of the victim. Doctors figure that there's been considerable brain damage. How considerable? Vegetable soup. About the, the dead parent or the dead dog. But or Saxon the dead puts whatever. him in his place at one, one time. Yeah. Saxon's it, the captain. Right. But he only does it once. Yeah, it, well, it's because he's not in the movie enough. Well, that's true. That's true. But anyway, he he plays a really yeah. good annoying cop, I'll tell you. Very, very oh, yeah. annoying. So anyway, the movie goes on and we have a couple more people getting sucked down into the sand. Yeah. And then the lady's dog who keeps digging at the sand in the spot gets his, his head bitten off. Yes. And the whole time, we never see the creature. We just see nope. people getting sucked down into the sand. Mm-hmm. One guy is metal detecting. And now we get it. Now this one's different. This one's different because you see him like from the creature's point of view. He's kneeling down and he looks up like something is on top of the sand coming to get him. Yeah. So that was odd. Yeah. Because there's nothing yeah. else in the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like almost that. like it came out of the sand and got him yeah. at his eye level. Now so the funniest one is when the uh, other, the deputy, deputy Brody. <laughs> His girlfriend's leaving at night saying goodbye and going home, and she's riding her bike, and she goes down the steps to the concrete path that goes across the sand or something, and she hears something under the boardwalk. It, so, she sees a bird whose wing is broken Yeah, so she something. goes under there searching for him, and she finds a bird, but then some guy, random attacker guy mm-hmm. attacks her and I guess is trying to rape her. Yeah. You know, so he rips well, her yeah, shirt off. Yeah, he definitely off. is. Oh, he yeah. rips her shirt off. Rips her shirt yeah. off or open, and she uh, kicks him in the, in the junk and... Rolls away and is just crawling backwards. He starts crawling towards her, and then all of a sudden he starts looking surprised and screaming. <laughs> and he rolls over, and there's a big blood spot, and his jeans are all ripped right in his crotch. And where he was, there's a the hole in the sand is all covered in blood. So the thing like just reached up, and bit his <laughs> junk off. Yeah, <laughs> that was the funniest thing in the movie. That was great. <laughs> and then we go on and. The guy and the girl, Kate, try to talk it out like, what's going on? What is it? They don't know if it's a, it's a guy or a creature or what, da-da-da-da-da. And so they say, okay, well, none of the kills have happened above ground. It's all been pulled into the sand, so it's got to be something underground. Yeah. So they deduce that the thing has to have a layer somewhere to go right. back to, and it's got to be underground. So, And where could it possibly be? So for some reason, I don't know why, the guy picks this, I guess it's a dilapidated warehouse or they amusement... They, when they were kids, these, these two people grew up together. And when they were kids, they used to play hide-and-seek there. Oh, okay. Did you miss that part they, of the conversation? I, I guess I did, yeah. Yeah. So they used to play hide-and-seek. And he actually says something like, so it's hide-and-seek again, huh? I was never good at that. Yeah. So he goes on his own down there. And what is it? Like a carcass of an animal falls in front of him? It looked like a cat, yeah. Something like that. And then he sees some... One wall, it looks like it has claw marks, but you can see light coming through or something. Yeah, I think maybe there was supposed to be something. I don't know if it was blood or there was something there that made him suspect that something was living there or that that was the lair of the thing. Because then he goes to get the police. So, yeah, so he leaves there. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, she has also deduced that... Perhaps the creature or whoever is living in the same location that she remembered from her childhood, and she should go and look at it. So she checks it out as well. But she has better luck. <laughs> kind of. Kind of and kind of not. She goes down there, and she reaches on some wall, part of a wall shelf, and her mother's head falls out. Yes. And then she grabs a shelf, and all these other body parts fall out. Right. And then she backs this way, and the deputy dude... 
who who fe- got killed earlier. Yeah. F- his body falls down. And other bodies fall down, and she so screams. She's screaming bloody murder, and it just so happens that the dude has brought the police back at the same time, and he hears them and runs down yeah. there to get her. So they set up a bunch of lights, and they decide to set up a bunch of cameras to find out because the thing's got to come back, and then they go wait at night. And, and they they've see- also set up. Saxon has oh, said. Yeah. Saxon said, "I want you to set up cameras so we can see this thing, and I want you to rig it." Wire the whole place for explosives. Yes, so that I can, I can. uh, If I feel the need to, I can push one button and explode the whole thing on top of it. That's right. So then we wait. But this one doctor says, (laughs) scientist, doctor, what is he? I believe he was the medical examiner and he. But he says, don't. He speculated, you know, if you blow this creature, he says, poor creature. If you blow this poor creature to smithereens. What do you think could happen to the smithereens? Yeah, I, for, I forget if he says what type of creature it is. Like it, rege- it could regenerate or something. Yeah. Is what he's alluding to. Right. But of anyway, course, cop from Chicago will have none of this. He, he wants just wants to blow, to blow it, it all to hell, yeah. Yeah. So they see something on the monitor, and they you see the monster at this point. And you only see parts of it, so you can't tell. It's like a sluggish, a huge worm slug, but you don't really see enough detail. You only like see what's supposed to be the mouth, I guess. Yeah. Which looks like a flower combined with a Venus flytrap. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And you see that, but the rest of it, you don't really get much of a look at. Mm-hmm. Which is cool to keep you in the dark, but towards the end, at the end of the movie, you should have a oh, oh, wow moment. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't. And so the one guy says, go get John Saxon and the other guy, the captain, and bring them back now. And Burt Young is like, pfft. He goes out there and he steps on the plunger and just blows it all to hell. Yep. No waiting on his no. captain. He's just going to blow it up. And the movie, that's how the movie ends. Now, is the, and is the credit. Well, that's not exactly Well, no, it because is. the credits start rolling and you start seeing everything on the beach is fine, is great, and everybody's having a good time. And while they're having a good time, you see behind a couple people where, you know, the sand starts to sink into kind of a, a little bit of a hole. Yeah. And then it goes to some other people having a good time, and the same thing starts happening behind yeah. them. And So now yeah. what the doctor predicted has come true. There are probably hundreds of these things that have Yeah, and it shows that for developed. quite a few times, and then it fades to black. Yep, that's it. The end. Okay. Now, with the title Blood Beach and the hype and the tagline and, and Saxon and Burt Young, you're expecting a good or fun... Jaws rip off, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach. Yeah, a good exploitation drive-in movie that's going to be maybe a little cheesy, but it's going to have a, some the exploitive elements that you want in it. Mm-hmm. This unfortunately does not. It was interesting. We were we were engaged enough that we wanted to keep watching it. Yeah, you know, and because it wasn't. I mean, the acting was fine. Saxon was great as the police captain. You mm-hmm. you you got the, the idea. He had a had been working with these men for a while and had yeah. a, a just natural rapport with these guys yeah there's actually one scene where saxon is talking to like i don't know if it's the city council or just some kind of committee that has to do with the money that funds the police department and they're giving him crap about not coming up with a killer yet and how come you're wasting all our money trying to come up with who's killing these people or who's who's kidnapping these people and you don't have anything yet and he just lays into them yeah he starts giving them he calls them names and passes them out and it was great. I just loved it. It was a great scene. But anyway, yeah, Saxon is amazing. But the rest of the, the rest of the movie though kind of kind of plods along. It's a little draggy, you know, in in mm-hmm. a lot of parts. 
Yeah. It doesn't have any um, oh wow moments. You know, the kills aren't like spectacular or shocking. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of you expecting to happen what exactly what happens. Yeah. One review I read said too much discussion within the movie. There's too much discussion on what's already happened and not enough of things happening. Hmm. And if you think about it, there's quite a few times where there's exposition of characters talking to the characters telling what's already happened. That's true. That we've already seen. Mm-hmm. When that could be used to have more stuff actually happening and going on, you know? And one thing that kind of bugged me, I think, was repetitive, where the guy's already gone down in the tunnel. And he's going to get the police. Then the girl goes down in the tunnel. Right. And it's almost the same thing that he did, she does. Yeah. So we've already seen this. We don't need to see this again. I mean, they could have done where it showed him walk down and then come out. Yeah. And not show him down in there. Right. You know, because that was like a really a waste of time, I think. It a was, waste of film. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I was invested in wanting to know what the heck it was. I mean, when they when they showed you the, I don't know, whatever that building was, that old amusement park building or whatever. Yeah. For a couple of seconds, I thought, well, perhaps it's some kind of human mutant thing. Yeah. From the carnival or something. Oh, you know? see, that would have been kind of cool. And I thought, well, that would be really neat. But then I was like, but no, because it's... It's got a burrow underground. Got a burrow like, under the like sand. A, um, like tremors. Tremors, yeah. Like a graboid. Like a graboid. So I thought, well, no, it's probably not because of the way it's got to burrow underground. Yeah. But when they did get underground into those tunnels, I yeah. thought, well, maybe yeah. there's enough of a tunnel system there that they could somehow yeah. Yeah. convert. You know, I mean, this, these are the things I'm thinking. So, so in my head, while all this kind of boring stuff is going on, I've got other things in my head that make me wonder. And so I was invested. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even though it was slow, I was coming up with ideas for what could it be. And I wanted to know, well, you're invested enough because you never see the creature. You want to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the idea of somebody being sucked down into the sand like that is okay. That's, you know, that's kind of different and kind of cool. Right. Right. How is it happening? Yeah. And at the end, you really don't get much of a payoff. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's just a worm thing that we've never seen and before. And you don't even know if that's what it is, because you only right. see parts of it. You never see the full body or anything. Yeah. You see a little side view in the camera, not, too, yeah. and, and you the only, monitor it, they're seeing. Right, you can only assume that what you see is is most of its whole body. Yeah. It's not attached to a whole lot more of it or something. So I don't know. I I think it was a little disappointing that it really was just some kind of sandworm. And the end was disappointing because he blows it all up and there wasn't a big confrontation. Yeah. There. They just see it and it's it's (laughs) open its mouth at the camera and they blow it up. There's no confrontation or or danger to any person at that point. Well, and then it, it's like it really just got started and just got really interesting. Now yeah. there's probably yeah. hundreds of those things. It really is going to turn into Blood Beach because it's going to get hundreds of people. And it's almost like the movie was just starting now. Yeah, and now it's yeah. over. We're but not going to know. Also, though, it was trying to end on that 70s note. That yeah. A lot of movies do like the end, question mark. Right. You know, But there wasn't a question mark. No, but it killed it because it overdid it. Yeah. If it would have just shown... Behind that one kid or something, the sand started to sink and open up and then mm-hmm. go out. Mm-hmm. That would have been, oh, they didn't get it. But they showed it over and over and over and over again. I know they were going they were going with the idea of, sh- of trying to get you to think, look, there's tons of them. Yeah. 
but it killed the, oh. Yeah. It's not done yet. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, there's another oh, one. There's oh, there's another, another one. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I get it. It just missed the beat there. And you can say that's the director's fault. Yeah. You know, the editor, I guess, but the director has, you know. Final say. Yeah. But the director was a guy named Jeffrey Bloom, who uh, directed a few episodes of Columbo. Okay. So he's competent, you know. Yeah. He directed quite a bit of TV and some other movies, but he directed The Swashbuckler. With Robert Shaw and James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. and I think Genevieve Bujol, and your uh, Bridges, Bo Bridges. Oh, was okay. in that too. Your Stargate guy. That movie, you haven't watched that movie, have you? I don't think you? I've seen that, no. I saw that years and years and years ago when I was I was like younger, and I don't remember much about it. And then I watched it just a couple years ago. It is fantastic. Well, let's watch it. It's a lot of fun. We definitely have to watch that. And Okay. If Bloom could direct that, what happened to this? <laughs> Maybe it's because it's a different genre. Yeah. It's just not his genre. But it it was, you know, I got to say, and like I say to everybody, you know, watch the movie. Definitely watch the movie. There's very few that we've talked about that I've said, don't, please, don't even bother. You'll hate yourself. <laughs> well, usually those are the, the asides when we're talking yeah. about other things where it's like, oh, yeah, we watched this other thing. Mm, not so much. Yeah. But this one, yeah, I recommend watching it, but be prepared. Be wide awake. Yeah, definitely. And be prepared because it it's uh, like a, a lot of those Grindhouse movies, it doesn't deliver to the hype. Mm-hmm. And this is one for years. Somehow, I always miss seeing it. For years, as much as I love John Saxon, this is one I never got around to seeing and always wanted to see. So we finally just watched it. And the anticipation of all the years, I guess, it was like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's it's real slow and yeah. plotting, and the some of the dialogue is, is the acting's good, but the dialogue is a bit stiff. If John Saxon had been the main character, yeah, that's the thing. Then I think that would have really brought things. The lead up. guy Huffman, and I mean, he wasn't a bad actor. No, no, he's a good actor. He just, just he just didn't have that quality, that charisma that Saxon did. Yeah, and he didn't draw me to keep watching it. And no. and the girl playing Kate, Kate, Mariana, something, I think. She just didn't have it either, really. Yeah. You know, and the other people, the other guy who was his partner, his deputy, mm-hmm. yeah, he was okay. And the other two girls, his girlfriend and then Huffman's present girlfriend. Oh, the the girl from Paris. Yeah. She wasn't in it very long. She was she was pretty, but there was still, they were all kind of just bland. Yeah. You know, nothing really kept you focused on them. Yeah. And so that's a problem. Uh, the music was kind of ripping off Jaws, that heavy a bass. A little bit, yeah. That dun or dun-dun-dun, you know, just slow notes and a you know. And this was among the many Jaws rip-offs that came off after Jaws, or maybe not rip-offs, but riding on the coattails that came through the late 70s and early sure. 80s, like Orca and Piranha mm-hmm. and Tentacles. Tentacles. Uh, tentacles, uh, you know, and, and just to name a few, and all the sequels. But this one is one of the ones that's notorious, I guess, for the title on that poster. Yeah. And, of course, the tagline. The poster line. is pretty darn cool. The poster's cool. cool. That poster will draw you in. It makes you want to know what's going on. Sure. And, of course, the ripping off the Jaws 2 tagline, you know. Yeah. Which was genius, I thought. That's the yeah. best thing about it. And, like I said earlier, I'd watch Saxon read the phone book, you mm-hmm. know. And hell of a nice guy in person. Shame we lost him. Now, we had to watch this on YouTube. 
It's on YouTube if you want to watch it for free. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's available on DVD right now unless it's like a bootleg copy as far as I know. There is one available on Amazon, but I th- somehow I think it's like you know third-party sellers. Hmm. So it's not an f- official release copy. Oh. I think. It, don't quote me on that. Well, the the print we watched on YouTube, oddly enough, when it came up, it said Blood Beach. And then underneath it, it had another name, yeah, which was uh, the German title. Or something, whatever the German title is. But so at first, Rob and I were like, oh, no, this is going to be a German dub. But it wasn't. So no. we were lucky. We could actually watch it. The sound was... The sound was a little low. We had turned it up low. really loud, which mm-hmm. gave you that... Yeah, just a little you know. bit of that. But and you know, I don't hear so well, but I did manage to get through it and and still could understand almost everything going on. Print's so. a little dark, a little it's grainy. A little dark. But yeah, I I got the impression that maybe some of those scenes we were supposed to be able to see a little more. Probably. So yeah. perhaps some of our problem was that the print we saw wasn't the best. Maybe yeah. we would have gotten a little more out of it if, if we, we could, could see. If there's a good DVD copy or a Blu-ray copy floating around, mm-hmm. you know, if it happens to get released. We'll watch it again. Indeed. Because I tell you, I know when we talked about uh, Invasion of the B-Girls mm-hmm. some episodes yeah. back, and I think Tony and I did that one, I'd had it on DVD for years, and I've watched it, and and I've watched it on the Roku, I think, too, and it was, it was okay. Quality wasn't that bad. It was okay. But when I watched the Blu-ray Tony had, it was cleaned up and crisp. It was like watching a completely different film. Right. It was so... The colors were so vivid and the image was so sharp. I think the DVD was probably just a VHS transfer. Yeah, it does make a huge difference. So I would be interesting to see this as a cleaned up Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I could understand the words a little easier, I didn't have to work so hard to hear it and see a little clearer. It probably would have been a little easier on me, but... No, I missed some of the dialogue because of the quality, too. So, yeah. And yeah. just a couple spots. Yeah, and there were no closed <laughs> captions, which I am very reliant on. So. There is one scene where you see the microphone above the actress. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There it's was. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it kept bobbing in and out. That was yeah. pretty funny. There were a few few nifty scenes. Yeah. You know, they killed the dog. That was very sad. Poor Piper. Oh, yeah, that was the worst part. The oh, best part. There was one funny scene where, where the, what, Huffman? Huffman's girlfriend, well, the, the current girlfriend the the ex-girlfriend who's come back to find her mom no no oh 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 the, the blonde oh okay right she's supposed to come back she's a flight attendant well stewardess yeah. at the time and he was supposed to have dinner with her but she stood him up so he ended up and went and had dinner with kate instead and he says you know i would be worried about her if she hadn't done this so many times before and then he explains that she's a stewardess and you know sometimes things happen blah 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 so the next morning he goes out to go to work and then he sees her car. He hadn't noticed it the night before and realizes that, you know, she should have been there. And then, of course, discovers her hat on the beach. And then they And I was the hoping, I was hoping when he would lift the hat up, her head is, would yeah. be underneath it. And that's right. all, you know. But, yeah, yeah but know. it wasn't. But what I was Missed getting opportunity. at. Right. Well, but what I was getting at is, of course, then he calls in the police. It flashes to them digging up this hole in the sand where the oh. <laughs> where the hat was. And what's his name? Um, well, one of the, whoever's digging up the sand finds an eye. Yeah. Puts it in a bag and hands it to Burt Young. Yeah. And Burt Young said, looks at the guy and says, oh, what color are your girlfriend's eyes? I mean, were they? 
<laughs> I was like, dude, that's so wrong. Mr. Tact right there. Oh, it was terrible. But it was funny. I did laugh. I shouldn't have laughed, but I no, did. it was funny. It was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, I'm going to try to find... Well, of course, we'll put the trailer up on the Facebook page, and I'll try to find as many pictures as I can. But there's really not a whole lot of interesting stuff going on in this movie. Like I said, it had a great premise for an exploitation movie to hit the summer, you know, and horror and all this stuff, and, and a couple of good character actors. But the script and the direction is just kind of bland and kind of plods along, and it just missed opportunities all around in this yeah. one. Yeah, true. I know. I feel and, like there just should have been something more they to it. Well, they could have got a lot of just free, you know, exploitative stuff sure. by shooting more beach scenes of girls in bikinis and stuff. Yeah, and you know, people playing uh, volleyball and frisbee and girls running around, you know, in the bikinis. That's cheap and easy way to get some ex- exploitive stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't do that either. Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. Like Corman. Coleman would have made a different movie, and it would have been fun and entertaining, mm-hmm. and might have been good, too. But this was a little heavy on the drama stuff and not enough on the other. Yeah. You know? I mean, it wasn't yeah. Cor- Corman as Blood, Boobs, and Babes, the three Bs of a yeah, good exploitation like movie. And this didn't have much of anything. No. The only really blood didn't. was when the guy got his junk bit off. The rest of it, they just sunk down into the sand and disappeared. Yep, that's it. You know, and I'm not a big gore guy. I appreciate good special effects, of course. There wasn't really much suspense either. Mm-hmm. After the first kill, kind of, you knew what was going to happen every single time, and yeah. they didn't do anything different or to make you anticipate it and then switch, you know, yeah. or anything. Yeah. So true. Ah, well, it was still yeah. interesting to watch. I think they missed the mark on a few things that yeah. they definitely could have could have done more on. But you know, but it, it was worth get the a watch. couple friends, get some beer and some pizza. And start your summer off watching Blood Beach, and yeah. you'll be all right. Blood Beach? It's an okay place to visit, but I wouldn't want to die there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I think that's about it. Can't go any more unless I just want to go on and on and gush over how much I love John Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's pretty obvious. One thing left to do, then. We do have one thing left to do. We have to play The World Revolves Around Planet of the Apes. Okay, this is the game we play at the end of most episodes where we prove that the world evolves around the original Planet of the Apes movies. Much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, we discovered 100 years ago, before that game, that you can connect anything back to the original Planet of the Apes. Why? Because apes are awesome. (laughs) So (laughs) at the end of each episode here, Phyllis will give me somebody or something from the movie and I will... Do my best to connect it back to Planet Apes in the least of my steps possible. Indeed. So, who do we want to use this time? John Saxon. No, <laughs> we've done Saxon before. Saxon's too easy. Let's do Burt Young. Okay. Burt Young to Rocky to Burgess Meredith, the original Batman series, playing the Penguin, and Ronnie McDowell played Bookworm, Planet of the Apes. Well, did you, like, even have to think about that? No. <laughs> That was just too easy. (laughs) Okay. You want to do another one? I mean, mean, who else do we have in here to do? 
We can't do Saxon because we've already done him. David Huffman? I was going to say, the only other person I know the name of really is Huffman. So who's David Huffman? Huffman? David Huffman, the episode of T.J. Hooker with William Shatner. Oh. Who, Trek. who was Star Trek and was uh, in episodes with Mark Leonard, with Sarak, who was Urko on, uh, or Orko on the Planet Apes TV series. <laughs> Well, once again, you have proven the world does indeed revolve around Planet of indeed the Apes. Indeed it does. There's a twofer for you. I, guess... I don't even know if I should say good job. You didn't even think. <laughs> like, you didn't even have to think at sometimes all. Sometimes you don't have to. And then sometimes it's like, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't, uh, I got to write my brain to get it to come out. You yeah. Know? Anyhow. All yeah. right. Well, so, there you have it. Yeah. So, hey, you know, check, keep checking the Facebook page. Uh, drop us a line on there if you, you know like the podcast or if you don't want to tell us to shut up that's cool too uh if you got any ideas for future podcasts you'd like to hear us talk about and stuff like that mm-hmm. and of course i'll put pictures up from this in a folder and throw the trailer and if i can find any cool odd little things i'll put on there too yes and so. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that there shall be a john saxon episode at some point in oh, the near oh, future in the future that we will do an, a john saxon episode because yeah. there's so much stuff you can talk about him but He's done so many movies. There's quite a few I need to go back and revisit, yeah. and some we both need to watch that I just I I like this that I unfortunately hadn't got around to seeing. So. Indeed, indeed, yeah. We uh, we are pretty much reliant on streaming right now because our twenty uh, boxes of <laughs> twenty plus boxes of DVDs are packed Blu-rays. away in an undisclosed location while we try to get the house ready, uh, the lounge ready. <laughs> to uh, put on the market so we can move on the other side of the tunnel and open a new lounge. Indeed. Move into a new lounge. That was hard, let me tell you. <laughs> Packing up all those. Oh, well, it just hurt a little bit. Over 20 boxes of uh, boxes of DVDs. Big and then boxes. <laughs> about as many boxes of books. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's about it. I think so. Till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.